Hey rippers, are you learning how to surf? But are you a beginner or a big old kook? There is a difference, you know. And since there's many ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason for this podcast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. So grab your life vest and get ready to learn. The KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. All right, so let's uh, let's get into it, if you don't mind. No. We, uh, I just, you know, I know I've told you this before, I think, but like ever since I saw your drawings from the first time, for the listener's sake, I'll say it again, I really felt something special because it reminded me so much of how my dad drew cartoons, you know, and that very witty, you know, the the one-liner captions, the, um... Just the wittiness, the cleverness of the situation and, mm. and the the captions paired Tell with Tell me about the, your dad again really quick. So my dad's a sailor. He's um, and, and he's not a cartoonist at all except for the fact that he draws cartoons. And he, like, he likes to draw them. Yeah, and he, he likes, likes to draw, to draw them. Draw. And, he has, and you know what else? He has a consistent style. Like, And that's another thing that really triggered that memory is because I can you can see, like when I see your work, you could be across the world somewhere in a totally different place right. and if you have that stockist on your on your list, you know, or, or that wholesaler on your list, it doesn't matter. I can tell that's yours, you know. Cool. And so that that's something that I really love about an artist is like a recognition of branding. And so he had a very similar kind of style uh-huh. in that sense. Right. Um, and cartoon, cartoony a little too, but always clever, always witty, always comical. And so you know, so for all the listeners, I'm sitting here with Peter Spacek. Technically, very good. Is that right? Yes. Peter. Peter. Everyone else would say Peter Spacek. And you absolutely have to go look at his work. I kind of want to get the, the plugging you out of the way because I sure. want them to hear that first because that's okay. really important. Your work is epic, which I got a great little care package. Let's go through it real quick. Okay. Um, so Wetiquette, which is yeah. a, actually I have it already, but it's my favorite and I'm going to keep the second one. Um, I can, I'll, I'll give you a pile of them. All right. Way. You can give them to your students. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what totally, I'll do. Unless... That's what I'll do. So if you're a student of mine, you just lucked out. You're going to get yourself right. a copy of right. Wetiquette. Um, how to hang 10 without stepping on anyone's toes. I love it. I love it so much. And it's Great. just a little guide of uh, just surf etiquette. You, wanna, you started a, telling me before. Uh, Go ahead. Well, you say a little about it. I was just it. saying that uh, I'm standing at a um, at ditch, not just in the bathroom lot. I don't know what it's really called, but down in the parking lot. And I was yeah. just looking out there and I go, my God, there's just like mayhem out there. I go, most, the most basic things, nobody has any idea. And I go, somebody, you know, it's simple, it's pretty simple, but, but it's, you know, but there's no guide, there's no book, there's nothing. I go, wait a second, I can do that book. Wait, I can draw, I right. can do that. I can do I it surf. and I can illustrate it. And I go, I'm going to freaking do that book. And, uh, and so, uh, um, I lived right across the street. I, my first studio was, you know, in, in uh, Ditch Plains. And I walked in there and I started writing. And I just started thinking about, how am I going to do this? And I go, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be, I'm just going to be honest and straightforward. And I'm going to go, this is, uh, I'm going to do step by step. Like, you know, you arrive at the beach, uh, you're, you're 
looking at the waves, you're waxing up your board, you're making decisions like, where am I going to paddle out? Am I going to avoid those people of, over there? Is the, are the waves breaking? Is it easy to paddle out over here or over there? Mm -hmm. You know, all this stuff that, that you take for granted, um, your mind is actually quite active. It's, mm. You know, there's a lot of uh, decision making to be made. Yeah, and I go, totally. I'm just going to go step by step from beginning to end, you know. No assumptions. No assumptions, just here's the things you, you need to consider. And if you don't know them, you need to learn them. Mm -hmm. So uh, it pretty much took me all summer to really write it in a way that was that I felt was succinct. And and I had I knew I had the luxury of being able to illustrate things that I couldn't put into words that well. Sure. Uh, so I would write a chat. I did it in chapters like the, you know, new to the sport here's where the sport is now paddling out uh, a wave you know assessing how waves are breaking it's like things i just talked about but sure so it's organized that way I, you know I'm, I'm sort of like myopic it's got to be super clear it's got to be step by step and it's i i can only think about one thing at a time sort mm -hmm. of so anyway that's how it came about and so i, I go, i'm going to publish this and, and and i go all right what am i going to publish it under and i go well i'm going to call it ditch ink because not incorporated but inK for drawing ink and and right. I, you know and so i said wetiquette an illustrator guide to surf etiquette you know published by ditch ink and so uh so i did it and i dove in and i printed five thousand copies and uh, and then I go, all right, well, how do I sell this? And so I first went to um, the, the Ditch Witch, and she's my first customer, and, and Stu. Cool. And, uh, and then somebody said, you need to go to Surf Expo. And I go, Surf Expo? What's Surf Expo? And hmm. uh, they go, oh, it's this huge event, industry event. You need to go down there. I go, with, with this? This like basically a booklet? And they go, yeah, see, you need to go down there. And I thought, all right, well, uh, maybe I'll take it, I'll draw some greeting cards to go with it because over the years I've done a lot of greeting cards for friends. And so I got, I made 12 greeting cards and I made Wetiquette and I dr drove to Orlando and I sold the book and, and it was, people bought it. Surf shop said, great idea, yeah. awesome, do Hell it. Yeah. And I'll take, take some of those cards. And I mean, it wasn't like, life-changing but it was you know encouraging encouraging yeah absolutely so i got orders and drove back to new york and that's awesome is, that's how ditch inc started i didn't realize then i kept adding to it but that was the trigger yeah i didn't realize that it was that it was that that old and that. that that long ago i thought this book was relatively new no, i wrote it in uh uh i want i think it was shortly after 9-11 oh it, wow that long ago yeah yeah wow for some reason this is when i it just started came off like, to me uh, as like new to the market when i first saw it no, like I oh was, this is the first time i saw it must be the first time anybody's seen it <laughs> you know no it, it was around a long time and, but it was i mean some people like got it and loved it but it was kind of a hard sell like i thought every surfboard rental operation every surf shop in the world would be going yeah great i sell a board i'll give it to him and it It'll it'll they help really, us all. They it'll, really should have. They should. It should be a, a law. Yeah. It really, <laughs> it really no, should. No, they should. If you're gonna sell a board, like here, go out, or like, 
if you, you know, yeah, like, and take this guide can, with if you. If you're 14, can you buy a car at a car dealer? And they go, here's a car, yeah, here's yeah, the key, yeah, good luck. Have yeah, fun. right, of course. Right? Yeah, you have no, to get a because, license first. This should be the license to surf it, This right. is the new license, and, and you should, should have your picture tested, on the inside. And then you can go out in the water. Yes, agreed, agreed. Okay, from now on, if you're going to surf with me, you're going to be tested on <laughs> Wetiquette. How to hang 10 without stepping on anyone's toes. And if you right. do not pass, you do not surf how it should be. Perfect. Let's make this happen. <laughs> Still, it's not make it too late. <laughs> no, but really well done. It's it's beautiful. All right, thank and you. Uh, I will make it available to my people. Yeah, I got a um, lot. So because I re the 5,000 sold out, and there's the second printing. Oh, good, good. So I, got, I, I, was, I have like 10,000. Epic, epic. That's great. I updated it with SUPS and all that stuff because oh, good. the thing. It's Are you going to keep updating it? Uh, well, if something crazy happens, like maybe uh, like what are the the foils? The foils. You're gonna have that's to. Dangerous, you're gonna have to up, right? Oh, I I want to be involved in the consultation of that right, chapter. Right. I have some things to really? say about the foilers. Okay. Okay. I think it's I think it's absurd, or at least the way. I mean, have the by you now, seen people at ditch? I haven't. Yeah. It really? No, it's I've like seen them the in the middle of the crowd trying to do it. Oh my god. Can you believe that? No, I can't. This is not surfing sense. This is common right. sense. Yeah. Right. You know. That's. Do you have that written down? Yeah, I have it recorded. Okay. <laughs> um, but you know what I love about it so much, this book, is that this is the stuff uh, that uh, we speak to all the time on the podcast. You uh -huh. know, it's it's um, not just riding waves, but how do you just pull up to the lot? How do you right. just present right. yourself to exactly. the culture of other surfers? How exactly. do you walk down to the beach? And not that there's a very specific way to do it, but the way you assess things and read the crowd and the lineup and the waves and yeah. conditions and, and there's just so much to it. I mean, yeah, that we take the second granted. you show up, you, you start. Yeah, you, it you starts. Into it. Yep. Yeah. You, you acknowledge people like like I have something in the book that says paddle out if there's a little little tight group, you know, whatever, just acknowledge them. Just hey, how yes. you doing? You know, just yes. it goes a long way if you like you know give them the cold shoulder or you try to work around the edges yeah be too cool it's or, just or... it's just common courtesy and sure. it's and it's just uh i mean here we are like all doing the same thing things we love our whole lives have been completely tweaked because of this sport you know <laughs> we're like you know we can't have regular jobs we can't do anything <laughs> we're all in the same boat but at the same but you know you get out there we're like Asshole, fuck. Yeah, yeah, What's wrong yeah. with you? You know, look at that board. That board sucks. You know, like all this like dumb shit stuff. Longboard. He's on a long. It should be shorter. Yeah, yeah. It it's should ridiculous. be shorter. That's such a good phrase. It should be shorter. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It you really know, is. like if we're if we're not getting along with each other, we're we're hopeless. We're not doing we're good. Fucked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. That's such a. That's really such an excellent point. I mean, because. We really are all just in the same point of life, giving up so many things, sacrifice yeah, yeah. so many right. ways to be stable and right. live a comfortable life so we can surf. And we can't even get along with the people who right. Right. are the well, same way and the yeah, same mindset, yeah. you know? I mean, I think that's that maybe is extreme. You know, we obviously get along with each other, right. you and me and, and our friends, but I, I totally get what you're saying. Like right. when you go out to a crew uh -huh. and you see them sitting in that spot and yeah. there's okay. a bit of a weird chemistry. Well, I gotta say something about that. I, okay. I think that people that like, they've really thrown everything into surfing and it it's their identity, it's their, you know, they wake up in the morning, they check, you know, is it surf, when we're gonna go, this and that. Um, 
And if you don't have anything else going on, uh, it, things start becoming more important to them. Like, who is that stranger? Mm. Do I know you? This is it. And some of the joy leaves and it becomes like sort of the energy becomes towards trying to control the situation more. Mm. And they're kind of like, there's some miserable bastards out there that you don't, you know, they, they, it becomes almost like I've decided this is what I do and I've got to do it every day. And, and, um, in order to, to make it more complex than it really is, they start adding shit to it. Like. Yeah, sure. You know, that person, no good, sit in the wrong place. You did something wrong. I'm the guy. Oh, I'm surfing well today, or I'm not surfing well. You know, it becomes, you, you kind of have to, have to make it more significant than maybe it really even is, mm. because you've thrown your entire life into it. Right. And, it, and it's, uh, so it becomes imperative. In, in a way like that it plays out the way that it's, you think it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally see that. And you do, And it, uh, you can definitely pick up on the different levels of, I don't want to say commitment because commitment sounds good. Right, <laughs> you it know? does, right. It's, it's more like obsession, you know? Yeah. And I use that word sometimes very sparingly and carefully because right. obsession has a bit of a negative connotation. Right. But what you're talking about is definitely the obsessed surfer. It's you know? obsession, but slash, um, it's kind of all I've got going on in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, this is how I define myself. Right, right. And if And if I don't succeed in this arena, then... Then, then you really have, have to ask yourself some nothing. questions. Right, and right. Then that gets, and that's a scary path. Right, right, right. So, you know, there's just, there should be a lot of joy. There should be, I mean... You, you know, we get those sessions where, oh my God, I feel so, this is, I feel so alive. Everything came together. I was surfing well. I got the good waves and in this beautiful place with people that I like, you know, and then, and then there's some sessions that are just like depressing almost, right? <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> this is like my life as, yeah. as a surf <laughs> instructor is, is like, I'm half an instructor and I'm half, uh, uh, what is the word a, a therapist right or a, you know right, like i'm half right. coddling people's emotions right. back to like it's okay it's all good no bad sessions happen they happen to me and they're like no they don't they don't happen to you ever i never see so you surf bad and it's like no they it really does happen to me trust me yeah, <laughs> you right. know like we all right. forevermore will deal with right. tough difficult depressing right. sessions and and that's just uh, part of surfing do you do you, sometimes you you paddle for a wave and you go okay i'm gonna do this and if you don't do that, then you're like, fuck. <laughs> no, I no. don't do that anymore. No, I used to. Well, I, I used to. I, I mean, I don't that much, but it reminds me of like my art I do sometimes. Like I go into it like thinking, I'm going to do this and it's going to look like that. <laughs> and it does. <laughs> it doesn't. It looks like something totally different, which probably is even better yeah, in yeah, some yeah. weird way. But, <laughs> but you want to execute what you've got. Right. Your vision. The plan. Your you plan. You want to see it happen. Is the plan happening? <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally get that. I just, right. I think yeah. I've learned my lesson by now, you know? I, I actually had a phase in my life where surfing wasn't great for me. Yeah, me too. Know? Me too, and it was absolutely. Like, and I continued doing it because I knew I liked it deep down. Right. But honestly, it was hard to, right. from the very beginning, like waves coming, just getting stoked about seeing swell on the mass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
right starting then and there. I honestly could have planned other things. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I was like, oh, there's waves coming. I knew in my deep down soul I, I had to, to do go. This. Am I a surfer? Yeah. Am I not am, a am surfer? Am I really a surfer or not? <laughs> right. Going, speaking to your previous point, but, um, you know, and then getting to the beach. And of course, your friends are so amped and you're like, oh, I better, I better look more excited. Yeah, they, yeah, they're yeah. excited. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> so, you know, and the whole process and going through it all and kind of having... And maybe one wave would spark a little joy, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah that's right, why I remember right. loving this. But I did have phases in my life that lasted sessions, not just yeah, yeah. like an hour of a session, yeah, yeah, but sessions yeah, in a row where I was like, man, I, I'm not getting the same joy from this. And no. so I think coming out of that is where I learned to have less expectations, go into it with less of like a, um, a plan, you know, mm-hmm. for like what I'm going to do and, and just kind of enjoy more. Basically just try to be in the pocket more, just try yeah, to be yeah. in the sweet spot, you right, know? And I right. mean that realistic, like right. as what it means. And I right. mean that metaphorically, right. you know, and enjoy the car ride to the beach right. and enjoy like hanging and chatting and getting all amped up, even enjoy getting skunked, enjoy the fact that you were so pumped and all you guys were so ready and you brought four boards and now there's no way, yeah, right, you know, right, right. and it's like kind of comical right. that you're overly um, prepared. What gave me a huge, like, uh, juiced me up was my daughter, you know, getting into it. Mm. She's 16 now, but at around 11, 10, 11, 12, you know, we started getting into it and she got to her feet and, uh, and then it was just like, let's go, let's go surfing. I want to, yeah, I want to yeah. see you. I want to see you improve. I want Back you to, to I want days. you to get the, I want you to get the, you know, the, the thrill and the, and, oh, and it was really so good. Sweet. It really and so how long has it been now that she's surfing like that, um, like full on, ready to go? Uh, well, she's 16 and a half, and uh, I don't know when she first got to her feet. I, I would say 10, 10, mm-hmm. 11. Uh, we went to the Hawaii this last winter, and oh, epic. I gave her a big tour. We went to North Shore, looked at all the spots. Wow. We surfed. That's you know, impressive. We surfed chuns. We surfed like mm-hmm. casual spots. and. Mm-hmm. But we did go down by, uh, you know, Daystar, you know, that area, which is no. at Haleiwa, you turn left instead of right. And there's a bunch of spots there that are pretty good, cool. right by that glider. Uh, glider I'm not thing. actually familiar with Hawaii. Yeah, with yeah. Hawaii. Anyway, but, uh, uh, you know, I go, all right, let's go to, what's the name of that grocery store? But where all the pros go in there. But she was, like, all into it. We just, like, You know, it's funny. In. I know the name, but I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't, totally I've never been there in my life. Right I've right never now. been closer than 3,000 miles. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, but I know uh, the name. It was, it was a great trip. But we, you know, the most fun we had was on Waikiki, really, because it was relaxing and mm-hmm. um, mellow vibes. Ani took off in this wave, and this guy, she almost ran over this guy, and turned out to be Adam Sandler. And he goes, Nice wave, you know. And, it, and, no she, and Ani goes, Oh, thanks. And she looks at him, she goes, Are you Adam Sandler? He goes, Yeah, that's me. You know, like in this Adam <laughs> Sandler way. And, <laughs> She's awesome, you know. Oh, that's so fun. And, and then that night we watched that movie with called One Thousand Dates or yeah, whatever yeah, the yeah. name is. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Right. Fifty uh, first dates. Fifty no, first, whatever. First yeah, because oh, I don't Drew Barrymore has no memory, and it's the same day over Every and over, day, like Groundhog yeah, yeah. Day. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Whatever. Yes. Yes. But uh, it was uh, funny because he had a board in his jeep, and I, you know, I thought, oh, that's why he's surfing here because he, you know, he learned to surf in that movie, but he, he sucks. He can't surf at all. <laughs> Adam Sandler, if you're listening. Yeah, sorry. But <laughs> it was nice. Thank you for being but, nice to my daughter. Yeah, a little shout out. That was, yeah, that's super out sweet. That, that means a lot. <laughs> 
Anyway, that was it was a great trip, you know, oh, all around. Nice. It was super, super fun. It was her sixteenth birthday present. That's what it was. Oh, that's a epic gift. What a great present. Yeah. So, uh, all right, what else? What else okay, we well, what I love to know is, you know, everybody that tunes in, I, I mean, I try to gear this towards beginner surfers or yeah, yeah. beginning of the journey surfers. So what's really fascinating to people is to hear from surfers who are doing great, doing well, surf really well, hear their story about how they learned to surf. And they okay. love to hear the struggle and the how it was and what kind of board did you have and, okay. and how did you trip uh, when you were walking down the beach and all your friends left you. I mean, all those right, stories right. because that's so relevant yeah, yeah. to people who are learning to surf now. And it's like, wow, okay, even those great surfers went through this same right. journey I'm going through. And right. it's just comforting to know that you're not the only kook out there, you know? Right, right. Uh, well, for me, I, I, I live in the East Coast now, which I just love, um, but I was raised in Santa Barbara, California. Mm -hmm. and. Um, I had this, my best friend, his name was Dirk. He was, he's kind of a, he's a cartoonist, artist, eccentric. Uh, I met him in junior high and, and we would just like embrace like nutty things at the time. Like we, we thought like we wanted to build a hang glider in his backyard and jump <laughs> off the cliff. And, and uh, um, we didn't surf at that point. This was like maybe age 14, 13, 14 junior high but uh we both loved cartooning blah 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 but then um and we loved body surfing like serious body surfing you know and so like serious shore pound yeah yeah shore pound at, at this couple beaches in santa barbara near his house it's called the pit henry's beach oh sure yeah I know yeah that. yeah and uh um we're kind of, we're dorky guys we're so dorky we're like <laughs> drawing and our sketchbooks and you know like in plays and <laughs> like and he had this bright red hair and he was like oh just a you know but we were like tight anyway so and then we we decided all right well let's go beyond this body surfing so we made plywood body boards like yeah round get a piece of plywood round the nose and let's see how that works with flippers <laughs> and so uh we went to the same spot where we would body surf and Okay. All right. These are cool. These are work kind of well. And then, uh, and I guess it was me though that uh, in in my first year of high school there was this guy named Don Don. I don't remember his last name, but he was a surfer. And and uh, I told him, oh yeah, I like I make my own boards out of plywood. And he goes, oh, I got a board for sale. You want one? And I go. Maybe I do. What do you got? And it was a seven-foot Hanson Hustler with like Hanson Hustler and a Hustler. It was like <laughs> <laughs> this cool like '60s psychedelic, you know. And and I go, and I go, let me see it. And so he, he brings it the next day, at, uh, or I don't know how I got it. We weren't driving, I don't think, but it had this super paper-thin nose, tapered tail, but then the tail would get thicker. Like that was the idea. Like thin nose, and then get fat in the tail and they had mm -hmm. a one fin that with a screw on top to take it in and out and I thought it was the most beautiful thing ever <laughs> I go I'll take it <laughs> and I was like, Don Mock I think his name was Don Mock that yeah. was it thanks Don, Don. thanks Don so uh so I had it and I showed it to Dirk and I go look at this and he's all wow yes and so then um and then just sort of like some point I'm like going to have my dad liked to have barbecues at the beach at Goleta Beach which was near 
UCSB, which there's a point at the University of California, Santa Barbara. It's called College Point. And uh, he always wanted to swim and then have a barbecue and cook sausages because he's Czech, of course. He wanted sausages on the beach. And so, uh, uh, so they start cooking. I go, all right. And I go, can I bring this board that I bought? Yeah. And they can go, I bring right. my board to the beach? Yeah, can I bring it? <laughs> and they go, yeah, sure. And so they start cooking the food. And I go, I'm going to jog up to their cabbage point. College Point, and I ran up there and uh, floundered about because the thing was like impossible to paddle, etc. But <laughs> somehow I caught a wave, and I got to my feet, and I just remember looking down at my feet and hearing that noise and seeing that foam like going, you know, as I'm propelled along, and I go, oh, "This is awesome! This is this is much better than being on my belly. I don't know. I just like to being up high and <laughs> seeing it all." And so then I. I turned around, I cut another one. I knew they, the sausages were almost done. So I had to, <laughs> so I cut one more and I came back like so fired up to my parents. Like, oh, it's stood up again. They're all, okay, great, Peter, great. Here, eat, eat, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, I, so that was the first day, like, and then I, wow. I go, get Dirk, I stood up, come on, let's go. Let's, let's do this thing. And so we kept going to the beach together. But for some reason, Dirk, who just had to be different, he decided, well, I'm going to be a kneeboarder because he'd heard about this George Greeno guy that was in Santa Barbara. Oh, some guy named George yeah, Greeno? Yeah, some guy named George oh, I Greeno. Who that that is. He decided that <laughs> surfing on knees was better than standing. You know, it was more closer to the, you know, closer to the, in the tube. You can get tubed easier. Why, you know, why bother standing? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And so he goes, I'm going to be a kneeboarder. Like, okay, you be the kneeboarder, I'll be the surfer. <laughs> and like within, but then you sort of suckered me into the kneeboarding thing too. And so I surfed, but all of a sudden we were like shaping kneeboards into my, you know, my dad's backyard, you know, you know, like in the field, making a big mess. And, and then we actually shaped them and then took them to uh, Channel Island Surfboard, which was this tiny shop in those days. And, and we, they go, uh, I go, Can, we heard you'll glass our boards for us. And they go, he goes, oh yeah, sure. And it was him. Merrick, Al Merrick. He goes, yeah, we'll glass, I'll glass this for you. He goes, it needs a little work here and there, but you know, all we we wanted him just to glass it. Didn't want any. Yeah, didn't don't want don't it touch to, it. It's perfect. It's, it kind of was perfect. <laughs> no, don't don't. Yeah, yeah. Touch don't your mess with Professional it hands don't on it. it. <laughs> so he glassed it for us, and it was you know, and so I would surf on the Hanson Hustler. Would kneeboard when the conditions were small and hollow. We surfed. We got like tuned into this spot called El Cap Point, north of Santa Barbara, sure, which was yeah. like a classic little point break that never really got big, but it was just a magical place to us. It was our, it was our fantasy land, and, mm. and, and uh, so that became our lives from that point on. It was just like, you know, and we and we really, uh, we really got mystical about it, like the beauty of it, the magic. We were always looking for the magic, like certain moments yep. you know and, and certain and then we got this friend named Fred he was 6'6 six, six, and I was on swim team and he was like this insane swimmer you know and he was giant and his name is Fred Bukowski he's a Pol Polish guy and he didn't talk much and he was almost like a I don't know like you know I just I was just focused in on him. I go my god what is it with that guy and and I, so I told Dirk about him, and I, he goes, bring him. And I go, yeah, I think he serves. And next thing you know, we invite him to the beach. And he's just in this insane character, which to this day, I wear a T-shirt with his picture of on him surfing where he's juggling while he's surfing. 
juggling balls while surfing. <laughs> he was like an insane athlete. He would ride a longboard. This is like, like 1970, 71. You know, all longboards cost like 10 bucks, you could free because nobody wanted them anymore. Mm. But he would ride it like a shortboard, like. <laughs> Really? So it was the three of us. This was the this was the team. So your crew is plus one. That now. was our crew. Yeah, Fred came along, and he would like, and he knew something. He knew everything about geography, surf spots, everything. He wouldn't say much except when we could superstone. Then he wouldn't shut up for like six hours. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, he was like, it started as a novelty thing, but then he became like our god. Like we were like, <laughs> you know, in a way because Teach he was us. such an oddball. Yeah, Fred, Fred. <laughs> And ultimately, Dirk and Fred went to Antarctica together. <laughs> no way. For, yeah, because so they could surf New Zealand on the way back because it was this Navy program where, where they needed people to work at McMurdo Sound at the, at the base where they would help scientists for six months over the winter. And they would go, and, and I went off to college, but Dirk and Fred went, I was really jealous. And uh, so then they go, we're doing it so we can surf New Zealand on the way back. New Zealand, that's the place. New Zealand. That's it. Yeah. And so I'm off at San Diego State and I'm, I'm like sending him pot in the mail, you know, to <laughs> all the way to Antarctica and, and uh, Is there mailboxes letters. in Antarctica? Yeah, they have like... Wow. <laughs> they kind of, and they're like, and uh, it's crazy. They sent me these tapes of them walking through like whiteouts of Antarctic winds like 100 miles per hour. No and, way. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Wow, that's wild. But then when they came back, they... Um, they were together too long. It was like something weird went on. I don't know if they're like sex. Or... No, never mind. <laughs> I don't know, okay. but I'll, but they were like too close. They couldn't like. They came back and I go, what's something's weird? What happened, guys? Like, <laughs> but I never found out. Okay, all right. No, but I still, you know, I just like talk to, I talk to still to this day. Where it's like this weird like posse, the three of us that people didn't know what to make of. <laughs> Um, oh, that's anyway, funny. but so that was it. That was that was the what beginning. A, what a story! And then, yeah. of, of course, you know, inevitably on your journey of learning to surf, especially in the beginning, but forevermore, you you find ways to just kook it up real good. Yeah. So, you, do you have one of those stories for me? Kook it up, kook it up, kook it up. Uh, <laughs> Something. I mean, you right. know, I know it's hard to whip it off the top of your head. It's one of those things that the best story comes to you when you're just driving along the road and you're like, oh my God, remember that time that this happened to me? But sometimes you might be um, able to just... Well, I remember getting, you know, trying to figure out the whole like etiquette thing. Like, is this, can I go on this wave? No, not on this wave. You know, this was a... Is this when, a right or a left? Yeah, All right, right, I'm going right, left. Right. Oh, it's a right. Never and mind. And <laughs> like somebody would be yelling at me and I go, fuck, shit. You know, there was like some really good guys that I would just feel... Like I really blew it, but at the same time, the three of Dirk and I, we were such like weirdos, outcasts anyway. I didn't care if they didn't like want to accept me in a way. I, we were kind of like doing our own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You That's know? actually so, such a good, healthy attitude. Uh, I mean, in the right, if in the right amount right, of people. Right, right, right. You know, in the middle of a crowd, I guess. Right. Um, not caring would would not be the best. But. uh well, you don't have to, I mean, yeah, if there's I, nothing coming to mind. I'm just not exactly. It. No, no, so then let it be. But, um, okay, so. I'll tell you something really kooky. Like, uh, there's this one, um, one surf spot north of Santa Barbara, kind of a secret spot, and 
Dirk, Fred, and I, we went there, and there was other guys there, a few other guys, but, um, you know, you know, this is like late 60s, early 70s, and there's a lot of pot. It was all part of it. It was all like getting high and surfing and of course. Um, and so there was this spot called Driftwood, and uh, we go, all right, it looks good. And we're all, oh, what's that smell? And there was this massive dead seal there, you know, like uh, just rotting, just really bad. And, and so Dirk, Fred, and I, we surfed, and we came back from the beach, and then we got high, of course, and we go, Let's burn that seal. Let's torch it. And so we made like a big fire pit around it and we burned it. And the thing started like just sizzling and smoking. And, and we we're like around it and we we're playing the rocks with sticks, you know, and sort of like doing this pagan dance around it. And then we saw like it's, it burned in such a way that also the head like swung at us and like it was like glaring at us. And like, and we're going, I think Dirk said it, he goes, Old Spice, Old Spice, and we named the seal, the burning seal, Old Spice for some reason. <laughs> and we were like, so like doing all this like ritual around it while the guys coming out of the water, all like, oh, fuck, look at those fucking crazy bastard weirdos, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all, all it did was like egg us on more, and, and it became like, uh, I don't know, but the whole Old Spice episode was, I just can't forget that so i don't know if that's kooky no like that's psychotic. special though it's yeah psychotic. yeah yeah that's that's the journey of a right, you know what's right. special about um like surfing is that the uh, the the beginning of the history is so recent you know like yeah, it's it's true. not that far back that's true so yeah. these stories you're telling from the late 60s early 70s that's so close to the beginning right you know that's so right I mean, that's valuable to me. I right. love hearing every little right. piece, here's, every little story. Here's this one quick thing. I, we realized, you know, when we started, like the board I bought, Pintail, Thin Nose, Super Gunny. The like, Hanson Hustler. Yeah, like, like, and all the boards, there was Bradbury surfboards were the, were the boards you had to have. And they were like eight feet tall, pulled in, like aesthetically, they were gorgeous, you know, they, and, and they had a, a certain look. And you just like had to have a Bradbury, but it, you know, you realize it was useless 85% of the time, you know, it was like, it had to be big, you had to have a big wave, and we were like, we wanted to surf year-round, so all these longboards that were available, you know, Fred said, well, get the longboards, we got to ride the longboards, mm -hmm. and so, even though I learned on the shortboard, I went back to the longboards, which were cheap, next to nothing, beautiful, and I had a big quiver of longboards that I... I started in reverse, shortboard to longboard. That's funny. Rode that, you know, on small days. I go, yeah, this is super fun. Mm -hmm. You know, this this shortboard is not fun on these, you know, yeah, small yeah. days. And so, uh, so we rode those. We rode, we rode whatever it was. We rode the kneeboards. Like, oh, these small hollow two footers would be great on a kneeboard. We're very open minded to the whole thing. Sure. You know, kind of like being uh, non-conventional in a way mm -hmm. i mean that's actually in a way that's that's kind of very progressive for the time that you guys were surfing the time it was we were i mean i don't know if it was progressive but we were you know we were kind of odd oddballs in a way but that's i think i think part of progression is being you call it what you want call right, it an oddball right, call it right. experimental call it open-minded but you know you know the new discovery the the new fields open up when you're willing to go there yeah yeah you know because it's right. pretty easy and i know this very well because i was one of these surfers you get you get a board you like and you just get locked in and you right, can just right. ride it forever 
right. you know, but you really discover new things and you learn how to surf new ways and right. do different stuff when, when you can um, uh, just be willing to surf different ways, you know, right. and, and to take it to an extreme on your knees, you know, like kneeboard a wave. You know, ride well, an even yeah, shorter, I do, shorter I do, board. I, to this day, I do it. If I take off in a super hollow suck off, I go, what's the point? Why do I want to stand? You know, I'm. it's the perfect shape. You're like a Just perfect streamline. Just stay right in the curl. Like, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like on, not on my kneeboard, but just on my regular board. Right, right. Oh, right. yeah. And um, it's, all, it's all a means to an end, you know, yeah, yeah. and like being able to, because right. what I always teach with my students is, is, is less about standing up and riding waves. You know, that's such a classic question. Like when you go to get a surf lesson, oh, did you stand up? Yeah, yeah, did you right, stand up? right, right, right. You know, and for me, it's like, yeah, I mean, like I always giggle to myself about that question because the real question should be, did you ride the did wave ride well? The How did you yeah. ride the wave? Right, right. Did you go down the face right. and straight to the beach right. or did you go across yeah, down the line and set your rest? standing is not always the, right, the proper... Right. Approach. I think I think it's just the mis misnomer for what they really mean to ask is how well was how well did you ride the wave how did yeah, you yeah. feel right. and and it seems to be standing up to the person standing on the beach and looking out at the ocean standing up looks to be the culmination the, the apex the the pinnacle right. of surfing experience yeah, yeah. but really what it is is going down the line right, and, right. and riding the wave as as optimally right. as you well, can. it's looks more heroic you know and sure yeah now that brings me to a completely different topic, which I don't know if I want to get into, but um, uh, it's, you know, there, there's like everything else, it's, there's like a rigidity, people don't really want to be different, you know, now it's pretty, it's pretty loosey-goosey, I think now, which, but it used to be, no, that board is wrong, mm. wrong board, you know, that board's not good, you, you know, you're riding it wrong or whatever, but, uh, um, I, I I just never really cared that much, and you know, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm learning that more about you, you know, I, uh, and I love that, I love that, because um, I kind of I take pride actually myself in um, not being a kind of surfer that's very well rigid. Rigid's yeah, yeah. a really great word, uh -huh. you know, being being open to riding different kinds of waves, and I wasn't always like that. That's right. that's what right. really makes me appreciate how it is now. Is, is being open to riding different boards and right. and just exploring just because for me nowadays surfing is not standing on a surfboard and riding a wave mm -hmm. it's riding a wave mm -hmm. it's as simple as that riding a wave right. is surfing so that goes to body surfing to knee boarding <laughs> to boogie boarding right. to whatever if however yeah. you ride how the about wave. surf mats my friend Dirk. surf mats yes my friend Dirk. just not surf foils no, not surf foils. <laughs> they foil don't count. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> they su that's the wrong board. Yeah, wrong, bad board. <laughs> no, but um, Dirk decided uh, that was match. it. Like after the new boarding, whatever, he did He did finally do some stand-up surfing, but uh, he got into the mat surfing, like seriously, you know, Greeno surf mat too, mm. because that's a flexible bottom and he, it sort of matches the curve of a wave. And... Uh -huh. uh, like three years ago, I don't know if I ever talked to you about that, but I, I had a weird problem with my hip and I couldn't get up to my feet very well without painful and oh. I couldn't crouch. And so I, I called up Dirk and I go, you know, I, I need to ride a mat this summer because I, I just can't surf. I don't know if I'm getting too old, is what's happening, but and so he sent me a, a surf mat that he has a guy, uh, they're called, um, ah, damn it. 
don't remember right now, but this guy Sorry. hand makes surf mats, that, and they're, you know, and there's like all kinds of nuance, which I, I'm not really sure what it matters, but like certain, how, like how much do you blow it up? Like there's a round tail, there's a square tail surf mat. Oh, is there? Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I had no uh, idea. I'll get back to you in the name, and yeah, I'm yeah, so sorry fine. I don't remember it. But so he sent me one, and and I, I totally got into it for one summer. But and it's, uh, it feels like you're a marine mammal because you want to surf it deflated as much as you can, almost where it's almost like a, just like a little floaty you? skin, like a like like you're blubbery, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do it right, and all of a sudden the, the damn thing flies, wow. and it, it's just like. <laughs> It's like Star Wars that, <laughs> no, really, if everything goes right, if you do it right. Shit, and I this had is making that, me want to try this no, now. No, no, it's, so, it's such a great uh, option. And I, I, there was like, the, you know, I went to Turtle Cove, I went to the ranch, I, you know, because I just, I just, I just couldn't surf and I had to do something. You have your flippers and you get out there and you're, you're but it, it is, it's a different, you, you feel fully immersed in the, into the ocean, you know, you're in it the mm. whole time. Not like body, body surfing, you're a little limited just because we're bad swimmers, but with, you got this, right. and uh, it was exhilarating. Like That's when things so came together, a lot of times all of a sudden you're just like flopping in the foam and it's like <laughs> that, that crappy, you know, like yeah. surfing you see, but, but then you do it right and you see Dirk do it, you know, big, beautiful cutbacks. I got to try uh, it. He's, he's like in this like, deep into the surf mat culture in California. They're making like wacky movies, like uh, surf, I don't, I don't know, I gotta send you links to him, but he, yeah. he's a really- I bet they are. California is always, all the dudes <laughs> over there are always on the newest. Not all the dudes, but there are. Yeah, not all yeah, the dudes, yeah. you're right. But, uh, um, but but that's where it starts. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, so, they well, get into it. Thank Greeno for that, because you would see Greeno at, like, at Rincon and eight, 10 for days, you know, can just surf mat. Like, what does this guy do? Who is this mammal? I, I bought a, like a $12 surf mat on Amazon, you know, like 12 bucks, and the thing worked pretty damn good. Dirk's was, Dirk's friends was called, uh, okay, now I'm getting close to the name, something Rider, 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 but they're like $300 for some reason, <laughs> because the guy spends like a week making one. <laughs> What, how does he like glue it Just together? Like or vulcanizing, gluing, vulcanizing, certain rubbers and oh, shapes. Bizarre. I'm gonna have to go look this up. Yeah, no, I, I will. I'll send you everything I know. Wild. Um, can I get you another beer? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, so uh, there's that culture, but yeah, that's where Dirk's at, and I Is do it when when now I'm I've healed, everything's good, and um, they're all good. They're all good. The mat, the surf, the right. longboard, shortboard. Right. The moral of the story Swimming. is riding waves it's is good for your good. spirit and your soul. The whole the ocean Surfing. is good yes. shit. It's good. It is good. It's um, like, I don't, I just don't know how people that don't experience it, like, how can hmm. they even, I don't know. It's kind I don't of know. tough. If you don't know, maybe that's good. I think that's what it is when you just don't right. know. Right, right, You know, you right. don't know. So don't listen. Well, too late now. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, well, you know, so what I, I always am curious to hear from people, and, and I've continued asking this question, even though I, I originally thought it was kind of a weird, stupid question. Yeah. Um, but, like, your fears about the ocean and uh, about surfing. And, and the reason I say I continue asking it is because uh. I've actually been surprised by the things people say, you know? And I always imagined it would just be big waves or drowning. 
Right. But it's it's fascinating that that people have had other fears that I would have never imagined. Like for example, getting too old to ever be able to surf again. Oh yeah. You know, something like that was I was like, wow, that's that's a really real fear that I didn't even know I had. Like well, technically that scares the shit out of me. It worried me. It worries me in that thing with that hip with everyone like, Oh, is that it? Is now I'm gonna be stuck on the surf mat? <laughs> I as like good as the it surf is. mat, but I like the options. <laughs> yeah. I want some options. I like the option of standing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, I got over that over, that old thing because, I, I you know I took my health and my uh, physical fitness more seriously and and diet and feeding and. I swear to God, flax seeds has saved everything. All my joints are lubed. Really? They they work. Now and then I get a little stiffness, but I, I would I, I think I feel as good as I did when I was like like actually in the forties I was like worse than I am now I think in a way because I was I don't know whatever partying not eating well bad diet mm. shitty food but uh um. So my fear was the aging and the whole thing, but now all of a sudden I'm, I kind of like the old guy status. Like, you know, I'll, like I was in uh, Mexico last year and uh, with this beautiful surf guide guy uh, in uh, southern Mexico. And, um, and we went out to a pretty heavy spot with a lot of a lot of Southern Californians and whatever. He goes, come on, let's go up here. This is the takeoff spot. You know, he's sort of like, I got your back. He looked, he had this long hair. He's like an Aztec God. He was a super sweet guy. It was just unforgettable, this trip. But he goes, okay, paddle, paddle. And then I, so I caught a couple, you know, like the outer point, you know, big waves, whatever. And I go, oh, wow, this feels great. This feels just normal. And then I wasn't even thinking about anything, but when I paddled back out, uh, he goes, He's fucking 64, you bastard, you know, like to all the other guys and they're all like, you know, giving me room and I go, I didn't even think about it, like, you know, and so in a way it's like, all right, bonus, like I get like old man status, they'll like, they'll cut me some slack and, you know, he's good for an old guy, you know, and I I just think I'm just going to, whatever it takes to snag some more waves, like, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. use that, I'll use Fine, fine. Yeah, I'm an old guy. So, Give me that way. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Like, old guys <laughs> But drool. dude, you surf so beautifully. I oh, mean, come on. You. I, you can't claim old guy status yet. You're well, surfing too good still. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what I didn't even see. I, whenever you're out there, I was like ripping. I always think you've never even seen me surf. Like, no, I, I see you. Yeah. I do. All right. I, I actually, I'm a very observant. Well, yeah, in, I, in general, I, I tend to be very attention. just. Yeah. yeah, I just like to see what's going on. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. also. It, it, it translates into like social dynamics. Like when there's a group of people yeah. and we're all talking and someone's telling a story. You know, like I'm not just focusing on the person telling the story. I'm looking at also the people listening. You know, because sometimes those people listening are involved in the storytelling. True. And I like to see their reaction. You know, I like <laughs> to see like how they respond to the st- storyteller saying that part that yeah. invo- includes like, them like the people them. that aren't interested that don't respond to something really interesting you'll think what don't you fucking yeah. isn't this insane Why where are you, you? Yeah. <laughs> and um so yeah. I, I i take that with me to surfing too you know and i'm i'm very aware i know your style i could recognize you from really? like from far away not being able to see your face i huh. would know your style and i and i 
I know that about most people that I know. Yeah, that yeah, surf, right. You know? you, yeah. Just, just whatever distinctions, whether it's very good and, and obvious, like most people would recognize right. it, or, or if it's subtle and most people wouldn't be able to pick them out. But I, I feel like I yeah, would be able to. It's good quality. Um, yeah, I just like it. I just like being observant. You know, noticing subtle little things. I think in some way, shape, or form, there's got to be some ad advantage to being like that. You know. Anyway, all that to say, Absolutely. That I, do, I see you surf. I watch you surf. All right, surf. thank you. That gets nice. Uh, but I'm also just interested in how people surf. I yeah, love, yeah. I'm very right. curious about how people see a section or right. what they want to do when the yeah. wave looks like that. Right, you know? right. And, and how do they interpret that? Yeah, it's interesting how, uh, like I was talking about another friend of mine, not just Gary. Hope you're not listening, Gary. But <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm just like kind of astonished in the decisions he makes. Like, no, that was, <laughs> and I just don't understand. Uh, you know, whatever. But he loves it. He's like the he absolutely loves it. And mm. uh, so, but it, well, um, it's funny how like the ability and the skill you need to be a surfer versus uh, the intuition you need to have. Yeah, as a surfer. there's you know they're, they're separate. You like know. someone can be a very, they usually go hand All right, in hand. Alright, here's a dumb question. Are you a good dancer? Can you dance? Can I dance? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, it depends on who's listening to the... <laughs> uh, depends I, I on what? No. On who? Really? No. I, um, yeah, I think I can dance. I All mean, right. I listen well, to the beat. I mean, Are you going to ask me it? to do it right now? No, but do you feel the rhythm? Do you <laughs> yes, feel it? Yes, absolutely. Okay, That's... well, it's like you see people like on the dance floor where it's like there's no music or some other music. You just, I don't understand it. Why can't you like right, fit into that? Right, you're, I get where you're and going And I've now. seen it on waves. There's a rhythm. There's like, mm. a, there's like a natural energy that you can follow. You know, you, and you're and, so so right. There's and a so, rhythm, there's know, a beat, I'm, and there's like right, there there's is, a way to get in tune a, with there's that. There's a cadence, and there's a yes, and a it's, pace, and it and it's you're trying to to me. I, I'm it's like a, a similar like pelicans flying. There's like a flight to it to me. That mm -hmm. the, when everything works out, there's like a Yep. something like that and there, so it's so true and i, I sometimes I, i've noticed like friends that are good surfers they're pretty good dancers at least they're they're feeling it mm -hmm. you know they're feeling it but they some can people, pay attention to the external cues right you know because that's right. what a wave is that's what music is it's an right. external cue for how you should move right exactly you know and you have yeah. to either follow yeah. it or totally ignore right. it it's funny how like a wave like you become like there it is here it comes and all of a sudden you're like have a very intimate relationship with it mm. like you and the wave and then that wave is dead it's gone you ever think about like the fact that it's the same water molecules just floating around and the waves are just like the energy, energy. flying through it yes and Absolutely. it's the same water we're like stomping over yep. but but we still identify them as like individual like entities <laughs> individual like that wave but it's 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 not that way at it's all. It's freaky. It's it, that's really a great point that you bring up like that because that's for me is actually part of the the secret to learning how to read waves better is to first understand that they're not moving masses of right. water. It's not a wave that's 25 miles out that's finally made here. I mean, right. the, it is, but it's it's not a separate. But it's more it's like it's water. more like in the way that if a groundhog, you know, the, like the cartoons, like how the way a groundhog run, goes underground and you see the earth moving yeah, yeah. as it moves, it's like you could call the earth moving over the groundhog the wave, but really the wave. This is a metaphor or analogy. 
um, the way it's the groundhog. The groundhog is creating the energy that's pushing the earth. Yeah, out of yeah, the way. yeah. Right, right. You know, like that's that's. I don't know why. I've that never always seen a comes. groundhog do that. <laughs> I've never seen it either. <laughs> yeah. But I've seen the cartoons. <laughs> but that always that was. I remember distinctly in my life when right. I was a kid. It's, that was the trigger. Yeah, that, that it, connected for me like what waves are. That, it's that they're just, not uh, actually moving. It's not moving Earth. It's or just moving evidence water. of the energy. Right. It's like a. Right. It's like a. It's evidence. Physical. Kind of like wind. How how wind is not the tree waving, that's the evidence that there's wind yeah, moving yeah, through right, past right, the right. tree. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that's really like that's foundational in the understanding of what waves are, you know. Yeah. And when you start to learn how energy is just passing through the water and it's interacting with the sea floor, right? You know. And then there's different variables like yeah, wind yeah. and tide that affect how that energy interacts with the sea floor. Yeah. Then you really start to get somewhere with understanding how waves are. And then you can carry that over to the next step and reading the wave and catching it better right, and riding right. it better. And uh, yeah, but that's such a great topic. Um, so one of the one of the last things I was I was curious. Is this to like ask a you, four hour podcast? By the way, it it's seems not, like it's been going on for. It's only an hour so. Oh far. really? Yeah. Okay. Good. Do you need anything else? No, no. Okay. Uh, okay. So being that it sounds like you're getting a little. No, no. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, you, you, I don't want you to have to make you edit and. Just no, like no, I'm not going to edit this. This is all great stuff. Okay. The best, the stuff that people would edit out is like kind of the best stuff. That's like the gold. That's the stuff that that's people want to hear. That's a good uh, philosophy overall, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's less work too. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I really do. I right. actually do believe that. I do believe that like those secret little funny things that we would edit out because we were self-conscious of how we sounded yeah, yeah. or what we said. True. That's what people want to hear. That's right. us. That's Peter. That's Chris. You know, right. like, that's the sweet stuff. Um, but so when I when I found out that you were in uh, like a chapter in Barbarian Days, right? Like, isn't that isn't that a, a bestseller? It's like a top. It's a Pulitzer Prize winning mo- book. Book epic, and and you are an entire chapter. Well, oh, is not that how you me. do that? Well, this one is a has a is is the so one clever. 3D wave, yeah. Monkey in a barrel. More fun Dude, than a monkey in a barrel. That is so sick. <laughs> I I'm sorry guys, I just had to stop talking uh, yeah, because I just handed him a card of a <laughs> Go ahead, you explain. An it. old greeting card that uh what's it say again? It says carefully insert corner into slot then fold. Yeah, yeah. No. Fold the <laughs> paper. <laughs> But it says, hope your birthday is more fun than a... Hope your birthday is a barrel of fun. Yeah, and it's got a monkey surfing in a barrel. But it, barrel but it's a, it's a piece of paper, and you have to fold it over and insert the corner into the slot so you make a barreling wave. That's brilliant, dude. dude. Are I you know. kidding me? How, how is know, this I the first that. time I've seen this? I don't know. Because Even the nobody shading buys is in the perfect it. certain, spot. It's like... I, I'm going to help Nobody you. Cares. Gonna, I want to put this out there because this is It's so too weird. It doesn't work it's as a It's not car. too weird. No, I know. Dude, but, surfers but like, would love this. You mean, but you have to fold it. Like they can't be bothered. Like you reading have to the instructions. Fold it. Oh my god! Everybody's like, <laughs> this is brilliant. Everybody who's listening, you like better go check card. out yeah. the the hope your birthday is a barrel of fun birthday yeah. card because it's brilliant. Ditchink.com. I'm gonna. Don't worry. I'm gonna make yeah, sure to great. to let I'm everyone know sure how to find this stuff. on the website stuff. because it's that's how. Are you kidding me? It's gonna be on my website. This is so cool. I love that. I was so stoked when it happened, but it's so. But like. I don't know. Dude. Things just—that's what I thought. But it takes 
Maybe it takes time. Oh, don't get no, rid of it. Please doesn't take don't. time. It takes a weirdo to appreciate it. That's what it is. I guess that's me. Yeah. Here I am. Congratulations. The weirdo, you finally yeah. found him. I got it. <laughs> um, that really uh, is super cool. But uh, just getting to Barbarian Days. Okay. Dude, what a great yeah. book overall. Right. I didn't even read the whole book until... Oh, I mean, I did read the whole book, but first I read your chapter. I oh, really? Right first? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when I found out about that you were in it, I was like, oh, my God, I right. got to read about this. Oh. So tell me about your chapter a little bit and, and well, Madeira and, and all that, like, um, discovery. And it was, it's, pretty, it's pretty special. All right. Well, first of all, my relationship with Bill Finnegan was, uh, came about because Surfer Magazine asked him to write a story, and he asked, they asked me to illustrate a story of us following hurricane surf up the east coast like for some reason they thought it was a thing which some people kind of do but we weren't gonna like you know like started in like wherever north carolina follow the swell up right, until you right, end up right. in nova scotia or whatever mm -hmm. so we just don't weren't gonna do that but they said we'll do a story with you illustrate finnegan writes it because bill is a uh, a hardcore surfer, but he, and he's known, for, you know, he's a New York writer, New York magazine writer. He usually writes like political stuff, blah, blah, blah. So uh, he came to my house in Montauk and he, uh, he was supposed to show up like at two o'clock. He hadn't showed up yet, so I went out to surf a ditch. I left a longboard for him and, and I left him a note. I go, come on, paddle out and meet me out there. And, and so he did. All of a sudden, this big guy, he's like 6'4. Oh, wow. I comes out there, yeah. And uh, I go, Bill. And he goes, yeah, Peter. And so we longboard a little bit. He doesn't even longboard because he's the kind of guy that lives in New York City. Uh, not really that great shape. Uh, he's a super athlete, but he, you know, lives the New York City life. You know, he goes out. He likes drink, drinking, whatever. But he's the kind of guy that when there's a big swell in some place, he'll go there and he'll surf it no matter what. And he'll almost die doing it because he's an animal. <laughs> he was just like, I'm always worried about him because he's just like, hours, hours. <laughs> it's just like, fuck, and I'm still, you know, and he's just, you know, he's just, I just, he's insane. He's just like out of his freaking mind. I'm, you know, it's just not rational almost. You can't just, you know, he doesn't like work out. He doesn't go to the gym. And he just he like just surfs when he lives gets big. for months, just surfs when he gets big. <laughs> and like, uh, you know, like impassioned, you know, like every wave is discussed at depth. He paddles out, then we like discuss it. And, and it's, he just loves it. And it, it is infectious. So, uh, and he hadn't even been on longboard. I go, you don't ride a longboard when it's small? He goes, no, I just don't go out when it's small. You know, I just, you know, this is kind of fun. I haven't been longboard since 1967, basically. Wow. Jeez. And so, uh, so we became friends and hung out. And I go, let's go on a surf trip. And I go, what, what's this place in Portugal, Madeira, where there's one article in Surfer Magazine about it? And he goes, yeah, the garden by the sea or whatever. And he goes, let's go. And I go, all right, let's go. Let's go this November. Didn't know anything about it. There was like very little information on it, and we went there. This was like 19, late 1980s or early 1990s, and because uh, this looks, place looks insane, but we just couldn't find that much about it. So we booked our tickets to uh, Lisbon, and then you have to take a flight from Lisbon back out to Madero because it's like backwards in the in the Atlantic off of Morocco, actually. Hmm. And uh, so we, we got there, we rented a car, we, we knew nothing, you know, 
really. And so we just drove to where we know where the surf was supposed to be. And uh, it wasn't, there wasn't much swell, so no, none of the, we could see the points and it was like majestic giant cliffs, big mountains, rocky uh, coast, but, but there was points and you could see that, you know, if big swell came that this is how it would work. Right. Um, but meanwhile, while we're waiting for a swell, we just started driving around and we found like some weird spots, like slightly around the corner or around the other side of it. Um, and it was, uh, and we started naming them ourselves because, you know, we didn't know anything. We didn't see any surfers. We knew nothing. We tried to get what information we could from, you know, like certain restaurants, whatever. What year was this again? Uh, I, it was about 1993, maybe, 92, which seems, to me, seems pretty modern, but I guess for some reason it just wasn't. Yeah, I guess it's pretty, it seems pretty modern, but I guess it's really like, what, 25 years ago? Yeah, yeah, 25 years ago. <laughs> so, uh, um, so all of a sudden, uh, actually, we, we found a couple spots that we called, we started naming them like uh, Light and Shadow because it's a huge cliff, so it was like either light or it was dark, light <laughs> or dark, like a light and shadow. There was this. Uh, another spot which actually turned out to be Jardim del Mar, which is the premier spot, which mm -hmm. is now they say is no good because they, they decided to build a giant seawall and there's backwash, whatever. Oh, but wow. it was the classic, like, it's a classic rocky point that actually is a big wave point. You know, it can get like 20 feet. And rapid, break like a point? And break like a point. Wow. It's not like way out there. It's like close. Wow. It's, uh, you know, it's like... Uh, uh, in, you know, massive boulders, if you wipe out, it hurts, it's trouble, because it's not like deep water. Mm -hmm. But um, we called it jacking dwarf, because there was like this one dwarf, they would collect limpets, and the people said, be careful, he's always masturbating, you know, yeah, and he was on the, among the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> we go, okay, this is jacking dwarf, but, but we, uh, but... <laughs> I mean, it was actually called uh, Jardim del Mar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was like, you know, that's that's really the spot that became, you know, like known is when when it gets really big, that holds the swell, mm -hmm. and it's it's uh, gnarly, of course. It's hard to get in and out of the water. So that first trip was um, a good taste of it. We. We didn't really get it like giant, but there was like it popped up a couple of days, and there was there's another point farther around the corner, and we got this place is insane, and there's nobody here. There was like one, we, I think we met one guy from Scotland because, you know, they would, uh, you know, the year close to being close to Europe, so um, we came back, and then the next time we came back. It was like next year, you know, go, let's go again. Let's see if we can figure it out. And then we, we you know, the surf line, I didn't think was even functioning then. So you didn't know about swells and mm -hmm. you couldn't time it. You just booked it. You, you just hoped just for the hope, best. Just hope, yeah. Yeah. And so we went there and it, and it was big and a big swell came in and it was, it was just like shockingly big and sh shockingly powerful. Like I remember one day, uh, we were paddling out there and these sets just kept coming in there and then there was this one set that was so big that I go, 
I, you know, we, we managed to paddle over it, and I, I said, Bill, I go, well, at least we know the waves couldn't possibly get any bigger. <laughs> you know, it's like, it was just so, I had like a, I had an eight-foot uh, Xanadu. He had a, I think he had a, um, uh, what's his freaking name? It'll come to me. It'll come anyway, to me. Anyway, yeah. he had a, a, a gun. We both had guns, but they're only eight foot guns. It was really we needed like nine sixes for when it really kicked up, just because he couldn't he couldn't get into it. It was just a lot of moving water, but it was, it was always just the two of us, and that was like this is paradise and this is frightening. Paradise, you know, pumping, time. frightening. Yeah, and yeah. You at the too. same time, you know, and. Uh, um, there's this that one day I think in the, in the book where where we would uh, where it kept getting <clears throat> Bill was already out there because he's out of his mind as usual. I was like trying to rest in between sessions. I was trying to be rational. He's <laughs> irrational. He just like goes until he's ready to collapse, you know, and vomit, whatever. And he's always bloodied. He always comes in bloodied. <laughs> and. Uh, I think I came in, I paddled out to, out to meet him, and then the set started getting bigger and bigger, and it was getting near dark, and, uh, and uh, all of a sudden I realized we had to get in, and there's, there's, there's only one way to get in. There's like this boat ramp, which they use uh, when out of season, the fishermen, and you have to time it, and it's just, it's just like in between the waves, you got to paddle and hope you kind of get washed up the boat ramp and, and run. And Bill said, I can't do it. Let's just, I'm just going to hope for the best. Let's just get swept down the coast and see what happens. And I go, no, that's not a good plan. No. <laughs> so we, you know, we looped around a couple times and somehow like, you know, got washed in to the right place where we could like grasp onto the slippery boat ramp. <laughs> boat, the boards are chattering, you know, on their leashes, just in the rocks. Blah, 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 blah. And so... And the, and the village was actually had come out because they knew that this, all right, this is going to be good. These guys trying yeah, to come yeah. in there. And my <laughs> friend Gary. Talk about a kooky story. This is Dirk it. And Gary were there. Yeah. And it was Bill and I were out there trying to get in. And the village was like flashing lights in their cars. And there's like all this communication that meant nothing to us. Like, <laughs> like, like this or... <laughs> Like this. No. Like just waving of hands yeah, yeah, that waving, meant either waving, don't come and, in or and, come and, in right now. It was like... You know, and, oh my uh, God! It was just, you know, somehow we we got in right as dark came, and and my boy, my board was like trashed from being in the boulders, and wow! I handed it to this kid. I go here, take it, <laughs> take it, take my Don't board. Don't get any splinters. <laughs> and uh, I think our flight was the next day, and that was the one chapter in the book that wow. they were talking about. But um, actually, one of these cards, I did a drawing of. It wasn't that day, but it was that trip. This is this was like this is the kind of shit that happens there. You get this, stuck up against cliffs. So so this this illustration is inspired by that. Yeah yeah, that story. was a sketch from a sketchbook cool. which you did so that I'll night. So I'll have to make sure to post this. Did with that night? Yeah. Where, wow. You know the problem. It's beautiful point surf. that's massive, but the problem is you get washed in. You're up against boulders, rocks, cliffs. You know, wow. there's no. Yeah. Literally between a rock and a hard place. Yeah yeah. Right, right, well put. So, uh, I don't know. That, that's the Madeira thing. So we went back a couple more times. and Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, these are... Oh, yeah, yeah. I love these cards. I'm going to have to, like, just show them all. Oh, the, great. Yeah, they're, great. They're so Enjoy. great. So, um, that was a good 
chapter in my life. There was, I think, the final, the last trip I was there. I had such a close call that I, I and I had a. Meanwhile, I'd had a my uh, daughter, and she was maybe two or one or whatever, and uh, I came so close to like just. I just couldn't hold enough breath. I was under for so long. I was really getting worried. And where I was thinking, oh my God, this is it. I, I'm going to die now. And everything. I got, you know, my daughter is at home. And blah, blah, blah. I thought, I really thought it was it. And somehow I didn't pass out. And I came up and I got enough breath. But, and uh, I kind of go, I can't take those chances now that I'm a father. It's just, mm. you know, it's it's selfish in a way. And it, it was just, it was just kind of shocking to me that I actually reali- realized that I uh, couldn't control it or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah. so that was that was uh, that was a good like climactic kind of couple of years for my surfing career in a way. And then after that, I go okay, I'm just gonna have fun now. I, I yeah. didn't feel Pick like I had anything to prove. Waves. Yeah, there was around that same time I had the, I got. I uh, I had a couple of good days at Sunset Beach and the North Shore, and I I got kind of obsessed with wanting to have more of those, and um, had some success, and and then actually uh, uh, I, I got dropped in so so bad by what's his name here again? I can't remember his name. Famous Hawaiian surfer. Sunny Garcia. It wasn't Sunny. I actually. Met him. You started him to and he's say super that, nice. So. No, yeah, it was uh, this is a couple brothers, and, and now his daughter surfs. Uh, won the pipe a few times, but he did this big fade on a drop in and sunset that I took off on big wave, and and um, and faded into you. Faded into me and sort of just pushed me off into the foam, and Ugh. and uh, now I go, all right, that's I'm done. This is enough. But but I did have three crazy giant outside waves at sunset once that uh was probably the most memorable experience of my life in a way because um i was actually on a surf trip in, in costa rica and i go i don't want this head high crappy curvy and stuff i want to go to hawaii and i want to you know i was just like fired up i wanted to prove myself and mm. i'd been there a few times this is sort of getting too long, but no, in a no, nutshell, no. I I left my friend who I was traveling with, Gary, um, who invited a non-surfer along on the trip. So that was like a, like, what is this surf trip or what? And I'm, you know, I can't go like trying to hike through, take jungle hikes and go to waterfalls, or whatever. I'm curious, sir. And so I figured out a way to get from Costa Rica to Hawaii without changing my, spending a lot of money on my ticket and. And when I got there, it was massive, and I, I just went to the surf shop. I go, okay, my only hope is uh, if I get a really long board, just go all the way out and sit outside and just hope for the best, you know. Pick off and, a bomb. And not, like, not hit it side, not try to. And so I, I got this rusty that was like a 9-2, beautiful yellow board, I thought, and maybe it was a little bit bigger. but And I just said, I'm just going to go sit on the outside pack and see what happens and, you know and so I paddled out and there was like all those guys you'll see like it was Bradshaw what's his name Ken Bradshaw Ken Bradshaw at the time and Hunt Edelman and uh, I forget who else it was but 
they kind of nodded at me because they just, like they figured, well, I guess he must be somebody. We must know him something. You know, I look like I look now long hair, like or else I'm like some feral Hawaiian type guy. <laughs> so uh, this big set comes, and I was like sitting outside of them because I didn't want to. I was worried. I wanted to figure it out, and it's, all of a sudden I realized I was the only one in in position for this. Who knows how big it was? Just like a bomb. many stories big, you know. Yeah. Like, and I just I go, okay, I'm gonna pretend I really want it, and so I I did, and it, I sort of do that a lot. I go, I'm gonna pretend I really really want it, even though my body is telling me don't do don't this. do it. And so I dug, 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 and I got to, and it picked me up, and it got to my feet, and it was just like this, just otherworldly experience really like it's just a blur just like dropping 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 wow. dropping 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 and just this this insane just object that was on my right that I you know turned carefully up into and just fired down and and kicked out and found myself like flying through the air you know whatever and it was I was it was just dreamy in this you know frightening insane intense way and and then I paddled back and all of a sudden I was like all right you're in you yeah, know like yeah. you know and so I, I got two it. of those before I could uh, two more of those similar you know where they accepted me until I uh I just the adrenaline it was just all too, I had to stop I had to rest you know um, I mean I was 40 years old at the time it's not like I was you know super young or whatever but wow so that day is, was like a really important day for me mm -hmm. and I, I just sort of proved to myself that I could do it mm -hmm. the thing about those big waves is you don't have to rip them you just got to ride them yeah, it's yeah. not like you know you're, you just got to ride them you just survive and it, you just got to survive <laughs> and if you know the the way, like you said, you can still, even though it's massive scale, you can read it and you can do it right, mm -hmm. or you can eat shit and get really suffer, or and you also got to be lucky that it stays open for you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, I don't know, that was a pinnacle day for me. That's amazing. And I was by myself I on the North Shore, no friends. That's no a nothing. really special story. I'm really happy you shared that because yeah. those moments, you know, when and when you're just you find just a, a, a spot in your life, you know, right. that's going to shine right. for the rest and you can look back on it and remember it. And, and I think it just becomes more significant when it's on your own. Not that you don't want your friends to be there, just that they yeah, weren't yeah. there and you had right. to do it on your own. Yeah, yeah. And that just makes it even more right. of was, like a, a personal victory. It you was, know? um, I don't know, I almost felt like, uh, I don't know, you know, I don't like saying, oh, I did it, okay, done, I did that. No, that's not what it was, but it was where everything came together and and the abilities that I've built over the years, right, they right. didn't let me down. It was like the culmination it of a was. lifelong dedication and, and the right day and the right location, right, right. and there it all was. Like and big waves, years and years of experience and skill and, and, and practice in right. the ocean, it's you know, nice. and, and it all came together on that day. And that was the day you got to really realize, like, yeah, it, I, can, it, I can do this. And, uh, That's pretty special. And, um, it's just, uh, to me, I, it's like going back to when I was younger. We were like nerdy weirdos, you know, like, and, and I never felt like an athlete. I never did, like, being checked, my parents being checked, my father. 
didn't know anything about baseball. I didn't, you know, the, I didn't even know the rules. I remember, like in in you know, playing at junior high, or whatever. Oh, don't you know fucking how to play this? And I'm like, really? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. And to me, surfing was like a thing I could grab, and, and I and I, I, for some reason, I was pretty good at it, kind of early in a way. Like I noticed that. I, 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 you know, I figured it out in some form, you know, and uh, it sort of really made me, uh, it gave me strength. It did. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I can totally see that because, I mean, that's how it was for me, you know, like surfing kind of gave me some. Were you an athlete? I mean, yeah, a bit of an athlete, but nothing that I shined in, you know, Mm -hmm. nothing that made me feel like, like supreme, you know, and surfing kind of. And to be honest, not in the beginning either. Not, I mean, I don't think anybody feels that way in the beginning of surfing. Surfing right. is just too hard yeah, yeah. for anybody Super to just hard. jump into it and be great at. Right. But right. I did. I was fortunate to have like a good setup to be able to go surfing a lot. Yeah. What was that setup? <clears throat> well, um, well, because when I was a, a, a grom and I couldn't really get to the beach because of barrier islands that separated. Yeah, you know, this was in where? The Gilgo? Long Island. Gilgo, Gilgo area? Gilgo, yeah. Yeah, area, that's what I yeah. thought. And, and my, so my friend, just long story short, my friend had a, a boat that his dad let us use all the time. And when you're, I don't know, 12 years old, you're allowed to ride a boat like by yourself. That's to go over to yeah. the uh, And so other? we would just jet across and we could go surfing every day when we were 12 years old because we had a boat. And so I was really fortunate. And so I didn't really have the talent or some special um, characteristic that made me better or, or better suited to start surfing. Um, but I just got to do it all the time. Right. And so I really got to find like a little. But you wanted to do it all the time. But I wanted to. Yeah, that was yeah. an important part. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, that, and that's how I found kind of like my empowerment in life through surfing, you know, and like being yeah. able to go there and get better at something and see like, oh, when you put time into something, when right. you dedicate yourself, when you when you get crazy about it, when you obsess over it, when you really think about it all the right. time, you, you start yeah. to really get better at it. And it, it, there was a lot of lessons there. But um, um, I did. Were your parents supportive? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Mine they were supportive. Were not. They were not. No, no way. Well, uh, they didn't get it. They just it was just a lot of time suddenly and I was not doing that great at school because of it. And, mm. and, uh, uh, I'm sure there was societal things that played into it too. Like, was. like s- surfing in society in that time was like very rebellious, very, you know, we, you know, we were Czech immigrants. My literally, I came on a boat with, with my dad, my mom. So with you the immigrated with your parents on a, like on this big immigrant. Yeah. Wow. And wow. it came to New York, spent like a year maybe here. Actually, there's a map I found my dad's stuff after he passed away of a, of a map where it's got Hither Hills Woods across from the X. And I swear to God, I just remember something feels familiar to me in that area. And we camped there, I think. And anyway, but so then wow. ended up in California. But uh, what was the point I was making? But the, but they, you know, they escaped. Just the rebellion of surfing and just that, you know, they my dad they they were both super hard working they started this small company my dad was an electronics engineer and they, that he learned learned in europe and but he had escaped uh czechoslovakia after the you know became part of the soviet union he mm-hmm. he snuck out and so did my mom and came here and so to them it was 
uh, maybe frivolous, maybe it's just like, you know, what are you going to do for a living? You know, America was the greatest to them. And, and I was pursuing this, going off, and there's a weird tangent. He was an engineer, and I was an art, and I wanted to be an artist like right off the bat, you know, and he just, just, how are you going to make a living? What are you going to sit around selling paintings? And turns out that's kind of what I'm doing. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, yes, Dad. But that the whole reason I brought that up is like, he saw a picture of me surfing in Hawaii once, you know, after one of my first trips. I actually dropped out of college and, and uh, filled up a backpack with canned food and said, I'm going to Hawaii to live there. And I went there and I lived in the woods for, I got like beat up and like worked in a carnival. It was just like, it was like my boot camp. It was like, you know, and then I went back to college and back to art school and I was very serious about it all. But I just had to, I just had to, do that fully just get that out but they were like just like oh my god what has happened to him i was like the most well-behaved little young kid he's and uh but then there was like one picture of me surfing and he he's like looked at it and he was like showing it around and then it was the same thing with my artwork like with the first things i got published in the in the new york times he like all of a sudden he was proud of me and proud of the things the direction i took and meant a lot to me that you finally got it in a way and wasn't like uh you know it's just it's those were just like things that just were so foreign to him you know from sure. where they came from what they went through the wars and the stuff and here we are pursuing these oddball like <laughs> lifestyles it's pretty fascinating yeah so uh it just goes to show that you really can do whatever you want with your life, you know, like, yeah. you'll figure it out. You can figure, if you, you can do what you want. If you're committed to what you think you, yeah, I've got, you know, I don't know. Hmm. It's interesting, life in general, just like, you just, you, you can squeeze it for what it's got, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of options. And there is, there is. It's just kind of sad when people squeeze nothing to me, that, like, they don't. My, I don't know, I don't want to get into it, but like my friends, my best friends have stayed in Santa Barbara because they thought it was paradise and idyllic. They've, like, Dirk's extremely talented, but I think it's kind of, uh, no, there, weren't, there wasn't enough exterior input that made him higher and better and stronger, you know, like in his things. It's, right, right, right. It's like a, you need you need like a you need adversity a little bit maybe you need you definitely need adversity and you need like a, a measuring stick yeah you know you right, need to right, like right. You know what's going right, on right, up right. or down left or right, right. like yeah that's you like, need a guiding line like on Hawaii that's seen the best surfers in the world you know it's that proving field going to an art school I went to they were there were a lot of good artists a lot of good kids and they were it was you have to be in that you got to be exposed to what what right. a human can be what could do so I mean if that's important to you and it is kind of I mean I don't know if it's important to me but it's it's really interesting it's, yeah, you know. yeah 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 so alright Peter let's um, wrapping up I just okay. I'd love to hear what what is your what would you have to say to any beginner surfer, especially now that you got your own beginner surfer? Yeah, yeah. You know, or like now you have a, it's especially relevant to you. 
Um, but what would you say to some beginner surfer as if it was your daughter or someone you know new to surfing? Um, look at that ocean and learn from it. Just study it. It's really, if you don't know what you're playing, the playing field is all about, then forget it. It's not, you know, I'm always like, people go, oh yeah, my balance is not that good, whatever. It's got so nothing to do with that. It's so true. It's, 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 so true. it's, it's, it's uh, oceanography, really. Mm. It's like, how do I, how do I utilize this energy for my own uh, enjoyment, you mm -hmm. know, and so you need to be a student of, of nature, physics, mm. um, uh, weather. Uh, it's not it's not a, a casual um, uh, activity. It's got to be. Uh, you need to be fully immersed, mm -hmm. and the the people that aren't, you, you, that's that's the difference. I think. Yeah, you, you yeah. got to give everything you've got. Well said, well said, I love that. That was a great little tip, a tidbit, especially for beginners because beginners are always so focused on standing up and riding right, the wave. Right. So it's, it's always great to hear right. from an experienced surfer, someone of, I mean, what is it? This is uh, 50 years you've been surfing? Yeah. Something like that? 50 years almost exactly, yeah. Oh, wow, cool. Um, but that's, you know, that's what right. beginners need to hear is the stuff from someone yeah, who's yeah. been on this journey for 50 yeah, years is like, here's what a 50-year veteran has to say. And I also say that it's still interesting. It's still, I mean, when you get older and your, your body isn't working as great as it used to be, be there's another, another bunch of little challenges, which is also interesting in a way. You, you, mm. you might have to modify your equipment a little bit or whatever. Right, right, right. spots, but it's... It's like art to me. It's the same thing. It's it's sufficiently complex that that it'll it keeps your interest and and you feel you can always get either a little bit different or approach it a little different way. Mm. I don't know if you want to say better, but it's yeah, no, different. I like different. 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 Yeah. You can uh, and just evolving with it. It's evolving. That's it. That's really what what surfing is in the very moment, like the very second by second basis, right. and then the year by year adjusting right, right. to what is changing true you know right. and you have to do that every second you're on the wave and you have to do that every year that yeah, you surf yeah. right and and over the course right. of your life right. so that's no, that's a really so cool right. wrapping up point i think I okay done 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 but what i always do is at the end of end of the podcast i'll go hey kooks if you're not listening to the kook cast if you're not subscribed or if you're not liking it rating reviewing you're kooking it you're kooking <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah, you're you're kooking. I mean, if you listen to this show and you're not subscribed to it, you're basically a big old kook. All right. So where do I subscribe? <laughs> Are you a kook? I was looking. I looked and looked. It only said Twitter. It says you can I don't, I barely even use Twitter. <laughs> I know. So okay, I, I'll show I you went to, to the it. website. I'll show you how to do I it. I went to TuneIn Radio. I saw. Oh, that's I, so I sweet. You're the sweetest. Stuff. I love you, Peter. Uh, so. We will catch you next week, and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to show Peter how to subscribe to the oh, Coopcast, just like you should be doing. All right, great. Woo -woo -woo.